Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And in TikTok news, we've got to talk about TikTok. They were just in front of Congress, but that's not why we were here today. Here we're going to talk about how they have continuously lied about access to their platform, specifically U.S. data, by the Chinese government. Now, a recent article on January 30th uh, by Georgia Wells of the Wall Street Journal just came out. And this one actually is rather important because it reinforces a lot of things we've already known. And despite their public efforts at trying to clean this up and assure the U.S. government that they actually are, are maintaining security and privacy for U.S. citizens, they can't really claim it. Now, here's what's going on, and I'm going to be paraphrasing uh, Ms. Wells's uh, article from the Wall Street Journal quite a bit here because I thought she had an excellent write-up on this compared to some of the others. Now, TikTok executives, for the record, have, as I've mentioned, are just publicly promising in front of even Congress to voluntarily firewall off or block off American user data and then bring in engineers and third parties to essentially certify that their algorithm has basically is being delivering is delivering content without interference from China where its parent company ByteDance is located and we will talk about that because there have been reverse engineerings of their app and it does a lot of pretty nasty surveillance things and so I don't know if it's been third-party audited. I went looking, but we're going to talk about that. And so that's why we're literally doing this video. Now, this special standalone unit that TikTok has created, for some reason, they codenamed it Project Texas, and it oversees American data and content recommendations on the app itself. And so... In this project, Project Texas, managers sometimes instruct workers to share data with colleagues in other parts of the company and with ByteDance workers without going through official channels. That's according to current and former employees and internal documents that essentially were handed over to the Wall Street Journal to review. Meaning, while they're saying they're doing this, people are jumping the system. If you're not going through those official channels, that's when you get data leaks. That's when you get access you shouldn't have. And that's a huge problem, especially if you're talking about frameworks for security or compliance. Now, this data basically sometimes includes private information such as user emails, birth dates, and even IP addresses. If you recall, TikTok was caught tracking a journalist through her cat's account at one point. So, so these things happen. Now, on top of this, ByteDance workers in China update TikTok's algorithm so frequently that Project Texas employees are struggling just to keep up with all of these changes. So they can't check them all and they fear that they're not going to catch these problems if there are any. It's kind of like flooding the zone. So think about that lawsuit. If you're getting sued, if you want to delay the trial, what do you do? You flood the court with paperwork, you flood the court with motions, and they have a hard time keeping up. And by the time they do keep up, you've got a whole new set of documents that you can just keep flooding them with. It's flooding the zone. And that's essentially what it seems like they're doing right here. Now, TikTok has promised, for the record, to supply employees in Project Texas with laptops and software that are owned by their separate unit instead of ByteDance itself. But for many of these new devices, they're slow to arrive or they haven't arrived. Now, some workers are also worried that their ByteDance owned devices and tools aren't secure either. TikTok struggles within uh, basically the struggles that they have within Project Texas illustrate the challenge that it's facing in protecting U.S. data across basically their entire global platform. This is an international company with over a billion users, something like 150 to 200 million of them here in the United States. Now, this doesn't appear, though, for the record, that there's any effort directly in China to access U.S. user data, but what it does show is that the system is porous and therefore they can. And so, in other words, what the Wall Street Journal is basically saying is, well, these documents don't show that, you know, there's an email from President Xi saying get into U.S. data in TikTok, but they can't not say that as well.
And so that's essentially the legal ease from the Wall Street Journal article. Now, Project Texas leaders have already promised changes. This past December, a memo uh, reviewed by the Wall Street Journal said that they told workers that they plan to roll out new tools for sharing data and communicating with colleagues. They also reminded employees of the rules around data sharing. But again, here we are. It's still porous. Now, a spokesperson for TikTok said in a response to questions for basically the article that I'm cribbing from, it said that they are basically, quote, voluntarily implementing our plan to protect U.S. user data. In other words, implementing means not implemented, which means, again, where are they along the framework? I can be implementing something because the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. What step are they on? Now, the data handling issues basically are the latest concern for TikTok employees. Many of them fear that basically TikTok is not honoring their pledge to protect American users. And quite frankly, it's honestly in China and ByteDance's best interest to not protect us. And we'll talk about that as well. Now, TikTok employees previously raised complaints. I've talked about this multiple times on this show when TikTok basically was tracking users who basically had a guy there was they were watching gay content they're tracking people who are watching gay content or when a string of executives basically transferred from ByteDance's Beijing headquarters and got top roles in the United States for TikTok in other words they came straight from Beijing and here we go and we've seen uh, basically another article from from about a year or so ago where multiple basically people on LinkedIn say they work for TikTok also work for Chinese government entities that's a problem now, uh, TikTok's chief executive officer, Zhou uh, Ji Chu, he was in front of Congress yesterday getting basically chewed out and taken to the woodshed along with Zuckerberg and all of the others. He basically touted a plan uh, basically in testimony of March of 2023. And we're going to talk about that, too, because I've done my homework. Quote, the bottom line is this is American data stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel. This eliminates the concern that some of you have shared with me that TikTok user data can be subject to Chinese law, end quote. What he didn't, what he didn't mention there, and something that's been reported on continuously, is that all U.S. data, and they're using Oracle and their data centers, they are replicating and backing up that data to Singapore, outside of U.S. jurisdiction. So sure, China doesn't have to break into the U.S. data servers, you know, or data centers or access to TikTok in the United States when you have an entire copy of absolutely everything literally sitting next door in Singapore or almost next door in Singapore. Now, other TikTok executives on top of their CEO, who for the record is Singaporean, uh, so there you go, he's from Singapore, other TikTok executives have said internally that sometimes they need to share protected U.S. data with ByteDance to help train the algorithm or with employees outside of Project Texas who work on keeping problematic content off of TikTok, uh, and that's according to people internal to uh, to this entire issue. And so in other words, they're saying, yeah, we'll just circumvent the official channels once again. And those are the executives, not the rank-and-file employees. So by virtue of that, and that was a great write-up, I went Googling. And aside from the whistleblowers who just once again prove that TikTok's effort to quote-unquote firewall off U.S. data, they've we know they've lied in the past, and they're not really doing it now, and that's an issue. So one of my biggest issues here is that, as I mentioned, we're backing up all of this data to Singapore. And I wanted to see if I could find any evidence that they killed that or at least publicly acknowledged it. And so on January 26 of 2023, according to searching, Lawfare actually published this about the Project Texas presentation that they did to the government. And I quote, and it's a long one. In, and I, I'm going to break off for the record in the middle of these quotes because, oh my God, there's so many holes in this as well. 
In the presentation, and I quote, TikTok listed six additional entities that will monitor Project Texas to ensure compliance with its public representations and uh, the national security agreement. Now, I say all of that as a quote to say, apparently, because we are now literally a year later after that, and that's not happening. So there you go. But what they said was, and here are the other entities. The first one is Oracle, the trusted technology provider. They're paying Oracle a dump truck load of money, because Oracle's not cheap to begin with, a dump truck load of money to use their hosting and infrastructure. Oracle will do anything for cash. That is literally their company motto. I'm pretty sure it is. No, so that they don't count in my book because, again, if I'm paying them, they're going to turn a blind eye. On top of it, and I quote, a source code inspector nominated by Oracle, again, mm, and by CFIUS, that is a government entity, that is the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, to conduct an independent inspection of the source code. Did that ever happen? Is there a report that we can read? Did that, did that actually really happen? On top of it, and here's the next one, a data deletion auditor to verify that all U.S. person data held on TikTok servers in Singapore, they admit it, and Virginia prior to the creation of the USDS has been successfully deleted. Great. Does that mean it's unrecoverable deleted? Does that mean that you are looking forensically to see if that data in Singapore have been replicated somewhere else? I can make a backup of a backup pretty easily and I can show you I deleted that backup without realizing or rather without the auditor realizing that I've done it unless they're really looking for those kinds of things. The next one is a cybersecurity auditor to perform a one-time cybersecurity audit of the US TikTok platform. Who's that auditor? What outfit got that contract? Where's their report? And one time, meaning I can make all these changes, it gets audited, and then I can undo the changes, such as, let's say, geo-blocking China? Like, that that makes no sense. You'd have to do continuous. And so they say that, a third-party monitor to ensure compliance with the deal. What are they monitoring? When are they monitoring it? How are they monitoring it? Do you have any kind of written guarantee that they have access to all infrastructure, physical or virtual? Like These are things that are important. Can they review traffic logs, router logs, firewall logs? What, what do they have the ability to do or not do? On top of it, a third-party auditor to collect, conduct annual compliance assessments at CFIUS's request. Well, great. I've been through a ton of compliance audits. You name it. ISO, NIST, etc., etc. As long as you've got the controls in place and you can provide evidence... Great. And then they come back, you know, 11 months later to do a surveillance audit or a re-up audit. What's changed? Or what have you removed and then put back into place? So how is that compliance assessment done? And what framework? Is it NIST 800-171? You know, is there something else? They're also a cloud provider. Is it as stringent as something like a FedRAMP, which has FedRAMP moderates over 300 controls? Like, the, there's so many holes in this. And, and according to TikTok, all 30-party, and, and I quote, all third-party auditors and monitors will be required to provide reports to CFIUS. CFIUS will have the right to appoint additional monitors as necessary. If you're checking all the boxes, great. You know, and that's part of it. If, you're, if you have essentially the complete control of the infrastructure and the auditors are simply reviewing the policy documents and the evidence you're providing that aligns with, let's say, the policies and processes, what are you not seeing? You know, and this is the issue. 
And so we have whistleblowers that are saying, yeah, we had to basically get, you know, get access from the boss in China. That was from a previous report. I literally did videos and, and, and podcasts and, and, and radio segments on it and everything else. So this is an issue. This is not going away. And I'm sorry, but with the reverse engineering of TikTok, where they can obviously transfer and replicate the data to, how they've manipulated this system for quite some time, is anybody going to actually believe this? There are so many holes in this plan. And I understand that any compliance framework that you've got is going to have holes, right? We do best effort. But the whole point of that is you have faith in the best effort. You are trying to maintain this because you really want that kind of security. But Per a 2017 China law, and I've talked about this one at nauseam as well, is that if you are a basically a corporate entity in China with access or data on foreigners, aka Americans, the Chinese government is required to have access. Do they change that law? Do they publicly state we're going to make an exception for TikTok? And how do you prove that? This is a huge issue, and people don't understand just how, how deep this goes, because it's not about necessarily what you're doing today as a stupid 15-year-old with stupid dances or embarrassing things. It's when that 15-year-old is 35 and running for Congress, guess who has the videos? Guess who has the history? Guess who longitudinally can do things? Not to mention, guess who can shape the content you see, the opinions that you see, and how that flows? And this doesn't speak to that either. This is a huge problem. And as we continue to have TikTok essentially expand worldwide, it continues to be an influence for the Chinese government worldwide simply on how they're structuring data delivery, not to mention data mining. And so this is an issue and it's not going away and we have to do something about it. And I'm glad they went in front of Congress. But how many times have we seen the Zuckerbergs and the TikToks and, and, and the Twitters of the world go in front of Congress, you know, get taken to the woodshed and yelled at. And then we see absolutely nothing happen. No legislation. And the other the other thing the other day, their their thing was on basically like the abuse of children. They got Mark Zuckerberg to apologize. Not that I believe he actually feels sorry for anything he's done. But, but here we are. So I'll stick with TikTok. That is your news of the day. It is incredibly frustrating for me because I feel like I've been talking until I'm blue in the face and, and now you've heard it once again. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. Same with YouTube as well. And I will never have a TikTok uh, account. And if I did, it would only be to post anti-TikTok things like this. And, and, and as always, stay safe, stay online. Just please, please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.